Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> cute. That's cute. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone. It is Kirby. I am solo this week for our Friday episode because good old wifey Sarah Tan is in Iceland, or she was when we were recording this, or I was. Wow. I'm so used to saying we. It's hard to being an I. Here we go. So she's in Iceland and living her best life at the Blue Lagoon. I am immensely jealous, but I am happy to be here because we are talking about self tanning and being confident with self-tanning because I think one thing that people really get stressed out about is getting an even tan and not looking fake. And this episode is going to be all about this. I also just want to say if you are a listener who has a deep or dark skin tone, don't feel like you have to turn this off. I have been seeing this movement of sorts on Twitter started by Tiara Willis, who goes by Makeup for Women of Color. She's like a 20-year-old esthetician. If y'all are not familiar with her, get on it. I, I love following her on Twitter, especially. She's like the super expert of beauty on the platform. And she started talking about how she utilized Bondi Sands self-tanning to just even out her skin tone and give herself a little bit of a glow. And she's like created a whole movement around this. So maybe you're thinking to yourself, I just want to like even out some pigmentation I have on my body or my face. The face is what is it for me. My melasma. That's why I really am addicted to self-tanning because it really just helps conceal hyperpigmentation, dark spots, all that good stuff. So if this is you where you're just like, I want to look like I have a glow. I don't want to smell. I don't want to have streaks. I don't want to worry about it. What do I do? How do I do this properly? This is the episode for you. I don't want to keep rambling. I'm just going to jump right in because we have some voicemails and questions that you guys sent over Instagram. Let's do it. available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Sarah and Kirby. This is Taylor, and I'm so excited you're talking about self-tanning because during quarantine at the beginning of COVID, Kirby, I followed your, like, live video that you saved to your Instagram. I followed that and would rewatch it every time I tanned myself for months. So I know you are the expert. My issue is if I'm using, like, tanning drops or tanning my face at all, I get, like, a concentrated, orangey kind of look all around my hairline. And so I'm wondering what I can do for face tanning to make it look really even and not, you know, just, like, have this, like, dark halo around my hairline. My second question is what's the best way to get off our tan? Like, if I go for a spray tan... And then a week later, I need another one for something else, but half of it is off and half of it isn't. 
how do I really get it all off so I can start fresh? Because I struggle with that. Is there special exfoliants or what do we have to do? Thank you so much. Taylor, thank you so much for calling in. I love these two questions. I hope I can help you. And thanks for following me and watching my self-tanning video. I was really nervous to do that, but I figured it might help some people. Okay, hairline. When I hear this, it makes me think that maybe that area is dry because anytime you have DHA, DHA for everyone that is not aware, is the ingredient that tans the skin in self-tanner. If you're using a self-tanner, it has DHA. Uh, the, the DHA, it interacts and ke- creates a chemical reaction with the amino acids in your stratum corneum, that top layer of dermis on your skin. And if you have a dry area, it's going to be concentrated in that dry area. That's why if you've ever gotten a professional spray tan or maybe you tried Mystic Tan back in the day. Anyone? Anyone? Am I aging myself? Does Mystic Tan even exist? Does anybody know? Anyways, Mystic Tan is the booth that you would step into and it would spray you. Uh, it was definitely not fail-proof. And there's a whole Friends episode where Ross goes through the trials and tribulations of fucking up a Mystic Tan. But it keeps getting darker for the next four hours. So how dark is it going to get? Oh. You got spray with two twos and I'm a four? <laughs> yeah, but your back's a zero. You're gonna wanna even that out. Really? Anyways, I digress. When you're getting a mystic tan or a spray tan, if you have a good professional spray tanner, what they will do is they will put a barrier cream on areas where you don't want your the DHA to be concentrated. So that's like your hands, your feet and heels your knees, your elbows. For me personally, how I tan my face is I go in with my moisturizer. I typically tan at night because I like to sleep in it overnight. Um, And I put on my moisturizer and then I take a tanning water or a tanning mist. My all-time favorite tanning mist is by Infinity Sun. It's called Glow on the Go. Unfortunately, the nozzle that they had on the original bottle was discontinued and they had to put a new nozzle on it and it's not as good as the original but I loved it because it was such a fine mist it was an olive toned color so I felt like I looked more tan than like orange right I'll spray my face with infinity sun glow on the go or I've been using tan luxe's water the water uh, which does not have a cosmetic bronzer in it it's just clear I'll do three or four sprays going in a vertical motion from you know the left to the right side of my face and then I'll do like a spray horizontally across my face and across my neck just to make sure that I get everything including my ears and that way I never have to worry about mixing drops with my face moisturizer because what I feel like happens is people end up maybe going a little crazy with these drops and you don't need that many especially for your face moisturizer um, because you're only using what like a dime nickel quarter size amount for your face and neck and then when you're mixing it if you apply it like a line on your forehead and a, you know two spots on your cheeks and then your chin and then rub it all in perhaps perhaps the drops are being more concentrated in those areas um if your hairline is naturally dry maybe you don't take your moisturizer like all the way up there i mean like whose hairline is moisturized let's 
be 100 right now. <laughs> so um, uh, for me, I think the fail-proof option is like moisturizing your face, pulling your hair back, you know, putting on a towel or a shower cap or something to protect your hair, making sure your ears are peeking out, and then spraying the face with a mist. That's that's my best piece of advice. When in doubt, moisturize. That's like going to be a theme for this particular episode. And then your second question, which is getting it all off. I have asked so many professional spray tanners this question, and nobody really has a good method. Like there's not like one tried and true way that these professionals are advising their clients on like, you know, starting completely fresh. I wanted to ask Kim Kardashian this question so bad because you know that Kardashian family is getting tanned, right? Especially Kim. And I think it's so crazy that with all of the events that they go to and photo shoots that they do, like especially photo shoots that when they're tanning and these they have these self tanners that like they don't have any splotches then again maybe kim is just using her old like kkw uh, uh body makeup product which would make sense but then you know that stuff isn't transfer proof so this is my method and maybe it'll help maybe it won't i'm going to give you some product recommendations and then like a step-by-step of what i do I would like go in your bathroom, shut the bathroom door and steam it out. Steam in there for 20 minutes. Turn on a a podcast that you love. Let me give you some recommendations. If you like hearing about celebrities, Who Weekly. Love it. Been a loyal listener since 2016. I've recently become obsessed with normal gossip. It is so enjoyable. The host is a gem. And you would not think that you would be obsessed with other people's gossip that you don't know. But I'm learning that there's like a whole faction of people who, despite not knowing a thing about another person, they go down these rabbit holes wanting to know about the drama that they have heard about. This is this is a new concept to me because I like could not care any less. But normal gossip. I'm fully addicted and I am fully like yelling at my phone at some points. It's crazy. Anyways, so turn on your favorite podcast. Maybe it's this one. Just maybe. Maybe it's this one and steam it out what you want to do is make sure that that dha is starting to loosen up on your skin i would say this is like day seven or eight because like the self tanners we're using now are more advanced right they're lasting longer unless you're just like really rigorous maybe you swim in a pool for working out maybe you are like very very athletic you run a lot you are at the gym all the time. Maybe you sweat a lot for whatever reason. Um, you know, maybe it'll come off more quickly in certain areas. But typically, like, these self-tanners are a little bit more advanced. And they'll last you 8 to 10 days. So for me, this is, like, day 7. If I know there's a, an event coming up where I need to look, like, pristinely tan, I'm going in. I have a, I'm lucky I have a spa in my community. I'll go to the steam room, sauna, sweat it out, get that skin nice and soft and ready for exfoliation because then after that, I am popping in the shower. Oh, here's another thing. If you have access to a hot tub, there you go. That's like a tip and a warning. If you want to, you know, get in a hot tub after a fresh spray tan, just know that stuff is probably going to come off a lot more quickly than it would. But if you need it to come off and you have access to a hot tub, get in a hot tub. Anyways, I hop in the shower. 
I use an exfoliating mitt, which I was introduced to many, many years ago. I had a friend who was a, sp- a professional spray tanner named Katrina Brown from Australia. She brought over this exfoliating mitt from Australia. Many of these popular brands have made their own. It was gentle enough so you could use it in delicate areas like your neck. Because like exfoliating your neck sucks. I'm going to be honest. Using a scrub is not effective. You really have to use something that's a little bit more intense on your neck to get a spray tan off. And some of these mitts and exfoliating loofahs and stuff hurt like hell. So this mitt changed my life. I now have like four different iterations of them. I will put it in our Shop Our Shelf, which is available in our show notes right now. If you're not familiar with Shop My Shelf, Sarah and I make a small commission off of, uh, you know, if you want to buy a product that you've heard on the podcast, that helps support us. We feature literally any product we've ever mentioned in the episode. Like even if it's a product that we're kind of like, we don't like this product, if we mention it, we feature it because there's a chance somebody listening is like, actually, I'm kind of interested in this product. So we throw everything in there. I use it with like the Necessaire body wash, which I'm obsessed with. Also, Naturium makes incredible body washes that I will utilize to just exfoliate my whole bod. I make sure I get my back with my back brush that I have in the shower. When I know that I need to start fresh, I do it like two or three days before when I need to tan again because I know inevitably I probably will miss a spot and I'll have to do kind of the same ritual again the next day. Oh, one last thing. One last thing that I find to be really helpful. There is this exfoliating dry brush from The Now. If you don't live in LA, The Now is this massage boutique. It's They have several locations. It's like super affordable. And they make products. And one, products, one of the products they made, um, gosh, I've been using it since the beginning of the pandemic. So maybe a couple months, maybe a year before that was this exfoliating dry brush that has these copper bristles, which I had never really seen in a dry brush before. And I feel like the copper bristles really make a difference because I have a video on this, like the amount of dead skin that was coming off of my body, it was shaking me to my core. So I'll utilize the dry brush when I'm not showering uh, just to help like get any extra remnants off my leg off my stomach and things like that I try to be careful with my arms but I'll link all of those products in our show notes and there's always those products that are like self-tanner removers you just have to be careful with those because they can be kind of intense but I think they're good to have on hand especially if like you f up and you like accidentally stain like the palms of your hands or like your heels or something so I would definitely keep one of those on hand. We have a text message. You guys can text the hotline. You don't have to call. If you get a little stage fright and you don't want to leave a voicemail, don't fear. We can get texts. It's so fun. We've texted back with some of y'all. This is from Crystal. She says, hi, Gloss Angeles. Self-tanning question. How do you pick the right color? I have light medium skin and I would like something subtle, but not too subtle that it's a waste. As a newbie, I also don't want to go too dark orange. Thanks. Crystal, this is everybody's question. The million dollar question. Like, what should I be doing? I do not want to look orange. I think that it's very hard to look orange these days just because I do think our self-tanning products of 2022 are more sophisticated than what we had in the past yeah but there's also user error 
So there are times I see people, I'm like, whoa, okay, you've you've gone overboard. Maybe they love that look, and that is totally their prerogative. But I, I think when I talk to people about self-tanning, the number one thing is I want to try it, but I'm terrified of looking orange. So I was talking to the founder of Tan Lux. His name is Mark. He's like this Scottish lad. And basically he was like, you want to make sure that you are choosing the color of self-tanner so that it actually matches your skin tone and not your wildest dreams tan. So Crystal, you said that you are light medium. So when you pick up a self-tanner, you're going to want to pick light medium or light maybe to start. If it's too light, add a second coat the next day. You don't want to go for like deep or dark because you're like naturally you probably would never get that dark. Some people might. Some people might. But for the most part, you want to stay, you just want to think of it like similar to picking a foundation. I'm never going to pick a dark foundation. That's insane. I also wouldn't pick a light foundation either. I would pick a medium. So try to pick yourself tanner similar to the shade that you would naturally gravitate towards when it comes to like maybe picking a foundation. Another option for you would be the gradual tanners. Jergens. I think is like a tried and true that so many people love. Um, you can also utilize the drops. And I really like Isle of Paradise's drops. They come in a, you know, different shade ranges. I have both the light self-tanning drops for face and body and I have the medium. I alternate kind of depending on what I want because sometimes I'm light medium, sometimes I'm medium. But I will say this, these are, they say these are for face and body. As I mentioned to Taylor earlier, I would not do self-tanning drops on the face. I think that there's just so much room for error uh, in that situation. And also what I've noticed about drops are that I end up breaking out with drops on the face versus using a mist. I don't know. Uh, maybe, they're, maybe the mist is less drying than the self-tan drops. IDK, IDK gradual tanning or drops that you mix mix with your favorite moisturizer uh, is probably maybe the best way to start. I think the bottom line is if you are looking orange, you're probably taking the spray tan to a length that it's not supposed to go, like it's unnatural. That's when it looks orange, when it's unnatural. Okay, I have a lot of questions that came in via Instagram, yeah. I'm going to read this one. I'm not sure I'm following. I hope I answer it properly, okay? It just says, I'm scared to use, mostly because of stains slash streaks. I shower at night. Is that a real thing? When I think of stains and streaks, I think of two different things. Staining is usually what people are freaked out about with their sheets, right? I think we need to get into like how self-tanning works. So most self-tanners have a cosmetic bronzer. Or if you go get a spray tan, there's a cosmetic bronzer in the solution so that your spray tanner can see where the tan is actually going. And of course, for consumers, it makes sense to have a cosmetic bronzer in the product because you want to see where the tan is going, right? So that's why sometimes like when you self-tan and you see yourself starting the actual DHA starting to develop underneath the cosmetic bronzer you're like I look insane this is like 
a, a problematic color of bronze. But then you shower and you're like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> the cosmetic bronzer is what would potentially be left on your sheets. Cosmetic bronzer washes out. It washes out of clothes. It washes out of sheets. I have white sheets. Me. The obsessy with self-tanning. I have white duvet, white duvet cover, white pillowcase, white sheets. Have never had an issue with stains. There have been moments where I look at the side of my bed and Patrick's like, LOL, it looks like a body outline from Tanner Cosmetic Bronzer. (laughs) But then we wash them and it goes away. So... Uh, I, I'm, I keep saying this, but like our self-tanning products are a lot more advanced than they used to be. In terms of streaks, I'm trying to figure out what this is about. Like, is it like you're afraid that you're going to tan in the morning and then like sweat and there's going to be like a streak on your bod? In which case I say like, this is why I never tan during the day. I always tan at night because I'm like, I don't want to risk sweating. I don't want to risk driving around anywhere and like, you know, haphazardly sweating I don't want somebody to accidentally spill water on me I don't want to spill water on myself so that's why I always do this at night another random tip that has nothing to do with this is if your thighs touch you want to make sure you always after you self tan or spray tan wear pants I'm not saying jeans because there's too much rubbing there you want like a really loose pair of like pajama pants, like black pants, even like I have like a pair of Juicy Couture velour pants. My skims, my skims, okay, skims pajamas. I'll wear those after I spray tan, a black pair of the soft lounge sleep set. And that just will keep the thigh chafing from happening so you don't lose color in that particular area of your thighs. Because I remember I would like tan and then the next day I would look down, I'm like, why do I have these like circular outlines where it's not as tan on my thighs? And I'm like, oh, because my thighs rub together. Got it. So the pants will help prevent that from happening with your spray tan. It'll also keep skin to skin contact from happening, meaning like your arm with your side boob chest area. Wear long sleeve pajamas. I know some of you are like, I sleep hot, so I'm going to sweat profusely. I get it. You don't have to. My boyfriend makes it out to be an Arctic tundra in this household. Quinn and I are like shivering like dogs in the cold every night of our lives, so we don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Next question. I'm very pale. I just want a glint for the beach. How do I do this? Self-tanning mist. Self-tanning mist. Tan luxes the water. You can't see it because it's clear. And we talked to Mark, the founder of Tan Lux, about this, about why they don't have cosmetic bronzer in their products because they feel like that's a big hurdle for people, right? They're like, I want to be able to see where I'm putting stuff. And he was explaining to us that apparently cosmetic bronzer like the dye in it can either deactivate or oxidize the DHA and it's what makes people look orange which I thought was really interesting Um, but I haven't heard that from anybody else so I I don't want to you know quote it as the gospel but I think it is something to consider if you feel like you're constantly just turning orange maybe it's that cosmetic bronzer IDK but yeah 
just like do a little mist. Do that tan water all over your face, just like tops of your shoulders, stuff like that. Or a gradual tanner a few days before. Seamless application tips. I get the dreaded hands, knees, ankles. Oh, the dreaded hands, knees, ankles get me all the time. All right, back to barrier cream. Use a lotion. Aveeno, Neutrogena Hydro Boost, Necessaire, Soft Services, whatever you have, make sure that you coat uh, the tops of your feet, uh, your, your toenails, the sides of your foot, heel, bottom of your feet. Do a very light coat on your knees and kind of like buff it out with maybe a blender of some sort so that it's not all concentrated. It's kind of diffused. Uh, your elbows and maybe ears. Obviously hands like all up in your hand, all up in there and uh, your fingernails too. This is going to keep those areas because you still want to uh, apply product to those areas. So if you're using a regular self tanner, you can use the mitt and buff the product into those areas after applying the lotion and it won't be as concentrated. Um, Or you can avoid those areas with your self tanner mousse and instead use a mist, which is like my preferred method. Uh, You could also get a kabuki brush and add some mist to that and then pat it onto those areas. So there's a few different options, but moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. Um, Another thing that I was thinking about when I was seeing all these questions roll in is if you feel like certain areas of your body like aren't accepting the tan very well or maybe you feel like it's getting too concentrated in one area and not the other, Make sure that you really are moisturizing your body rigorously before you self-tan. Because then that way you're not worried about like, you know, before you self-tan, you should always exfoliate, right? Like 24 hours before by shaving, by using a dry brush, by using a mitt, whatever. But you also want to make sure that your skin is moisturized so it's not inherently dry. Because when you're inherently dry, self-tanner includes alcohol, which dries you know it's what makes it absorb quickly and dry quickly on the skin and it can also like contribute to you looking like a little bit older right so that's why it's really important to moisturize what are the best tools to apply an even tan like getting my back in streaks there are so many methods i love this brand called amanda harrington london she is a professional skin finisher And her technique is very different from, you know, other professional spray tanners that I have experienced, but her products emulate that. So for the mousse that she has, she doesn't have a traditional mitt. She gives you these latex gloves and you rub them in with your latex gloves. You may have seen this on TikTok and I was like, that's the Amanda Harrington way. Like she was the one that really put that on the map. I feel like when I do that, I do get like such a beautiful, flawless finish but it takes a lot longer. Like it's not as easy as buffing the product into the skin with one of those foam mitts. Um, I also, I mean, I have like a whole arsenal of tools that I utilize when I'm self-tanning. I have these brushes from Amanda Harrington. There's like a a large, a midsize, and then a small face brush. They're bristles, 
and they look like kabuki brushes honestly so like if you have makeup brushes that you could you know utilize for this to go for it but I will buff certain areas of my body with those I, I buff it into my face to contour and then the back is hard the back is hard I had a product that I cannot find anymore and maybe it was from Bondi Sands but it was like kind of like taking a towel and rubbing it you know holding it between your hands kind of diagonally and then bringing it behind your back kind of like you're trying to dry your back it was like a similar vibe but to apply sunless tanner I also am just like let's grab my back brush from the shower and then put a foam mitt on that and secure it with a rubber band apply the mousse there and apply that way it, it, it is a struggle I've definitely enlisted Patrick Muldowney to uh, apply tanner to my back most of the time but Mark from Tan Lux also told Sarah and I this tip and it was just to use the tan water like bend over and and spray and like wait like 30 seconds for all of the mist to fall and I started doing that after we spoke to him and it works so th there's a couple of options for the back some easier than others but that that's my my two cents what skincare ingredients should I avoid when self-tanning love the pot okay so basically like anything that exfoliates is going to make the tan come off more quickly retinol is not an exfoliant right but it does help with cell turnover so if you're gonna utilize retinol you know consistently when you're self-tanning just know that your face is probably not going to be as tan as the rest of your body throughout the duration of your self-tan if you utilize something like the Dr. Dennis Gross Alpha Beta Peel which I'm obsessed with again that's going to make it come off more quickly on your face um, I know there's so many body products that are, in are incorporating ingredients as well so if it has like an alpha hydroxy or you know uh, actually just an alpha hydroxy like a lactic acid gliss or pardon me glycolic acid in it that's going to help the pro the tan to come off quicker I don't think there's anything that you should avoid honestly for me I know my face is never going to be as tan as my body uh, that's what I utilize makeup for and I when I self tan I probably apply self tanner to my face the mist like every night just a couple of spritzes just to keep it going I would also just like take inventory of how your skin reacts to utilizing certain skincare products with the self tanner because like it may cause a little bit of a breakout and you'll want to be like okay I can't utilize this moisturizer with my self tanner or vice versa so I don't think there's anything you should avoid but I do think that uh, you should just know that like we, we have to keep expectations in check your face is never going to stay just as tan as the rest of your body oh my god I'm obsessed with this question I'm obsessed is there any way not to smell like a corn chip self-tanner always has the weirdest scent it does it does um, and I'm cracking up that you compared it to a corn chip I literally have never thought about this but like now I'm feeling kind of upset with myself because I always tell Quinn that she smells like a Frito which let's be real if you smell your dog's paws they definitely smell like little baby Fritos running around okay I always joke that she has like pea soaked paws 
and <laughs> to keep her pea-soaked paws off of my <laughs> silky draws. <laughs> and that that's why she smells like a Frito. Anyways, I digress. Patrick literally is like, did you self-tan? Okay, sh- go figure. You smell. I'm here to break it to everybody. There is literally no way to avoid this smell. I know it sucks. It does suck. But any brand or any person that is telling you otherwise is a damn liar. Because it's the interaction the DHA has with the amino acids in your skin. Everybody has these amino acids. There's not a single person, unless there's some kind of medical revelation I'm not aware of, everybody has this chemical reaction when it comes to DHA. I know it sucks, but it really, it's just, that's the smell. That's the smell. DHA, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. Okay, loved that question. Thank you for sending it in. I'm getting a lot of questions for redheads. I'm going through on my Instagram and it's like, redheads, gingers, how do we not look orange? Again, a lot of you are probably just very fair, very fair, light skin, go light. Don't go for medium. Don't go for dark. Don't don't go for like what you're aspiring to have. You need to like stick with, I, I hate putting people in boxes, but you got to stick, stay in your box. Stay in your lane for this one. Okay. Oh my God. Okay, I think I, I think I know why this next question, okay? Because I've been harping on this too in my head. It says, why does color not stay on my calves? I have to apply three layers, but the rest of my body keeps color. I have been noticing this too. And my mom actually was pointing this out to me that she had a similar issue with her legs. And I'm like, that's crazy. I feel like my calves and my shins actually not even my calves, my freaking shins, they do not keep color the way the rest of my legs or the rest of my body does. And I think it actually has to do with the pH of your skin. What I have found is that when I exfoliate uh, a day or two before shaving in the shower, whatever, I keep my skin moisturized, you know, throughout the week. And I apply the self-tanner at least six hours after I shower, I don't have this problem. And I think it's something with like the pH of the skin. It has to be. If anybody has intel on this, surely we have some self-tanning experts, like legit ones listening. Please call the hotline and let us know your thoughts. But... That is kind of what I figured out. And I was kind of shook when I was like, oh, I can't. Because what I was doing is I was going, I was, you know, it was at night. So I would, you know, do my ritual, get in the shower, prep my skin, and then just start going to town on my self-tanner. And it's like I had just shaved and exfoliated, had a hot shower, like done all of these things. And I think it just kind of like throws the balance of your pH off with your skin in connection to the self-tanner. And it doesn't apply as well in certain areas. I don't know. I don't I don't know the truth on that one, but that's what I'm guessing. So maybe try. Try my method. See if it helps you. It helped me. Should I moisturize my whole body or just the areas that tend to be dry, elbows, knees? I think 
I don't want to steer anybody wrong because I do know why they say don't moisturize your body or like put on oil or anything like that before you're tan, right? Because like, at least in a professional setting, because you don't want to spend money on this and then go home and be like, the tan didn't take. But I do think that there is a benefit, maybe moisturizing a couple hours before you go get a tan, especially if like you're worried about looking orange because you may, even the lightest tan may be too dark for you, right? Like you don't know how much is in that solution per se. So, and, and by, you know, amount, I mean like the concentration percentage of the DHA. So I'm like, throw caution to the wind. Just try it. See what happens one time. Moisturize, you know, earlier in the day and then do your self-tan at night and see what happens. Maybe I'll try that too. Oh, okay. I did want to cover this. Is, is self-tanning really as bad as regular tanning in the sun? Dr. Shireen Idris, who we've had on this podcast, The Pillow Talk Derm, she did a video on this. Admittedly, I did not see this video, so I was like very, very, very confused by this. But there is a great article on Into the Gloss by editor. Her name is Ali Oshinsky. And Ali wrote... Maybe self-tanners aren't so great after all. And I was like, gasp, please don't take this away from me. Don't take this one thing away from me, Allie. You know, there was a self-tanner situation where uh, she gets a smattering of clogged pores every time she commits to a summer glow. And her esthetician says, regular use of self-tanner is typically paired with a lack of exfoliation. You don't want to take off the tan. But this combination ultimately leads to a staining of the sebum and dead skin cells that congest our pores. For me personally, I don't have this problem because I'm exfoliating no matter what. But then she goes on to say, but maybe the damage of sunless tanning goes even deeper. Dr. Francesca Fusco, assistant clinical professor of dermatology at Mount Sinai in New York, explains that while DHA may stain pores, the usual cause of their dark appearance is due to free radicals, which are unstable atoms in the skin linked to acne and visible signs of aging. Now, I don't know if Shereen Idris's video means, like, when it says as bad as tanning, like, you cannot get skin cancer from tanning, from self-tanning fake tanning right so for me I'm like uh, is that what she's saying I don't know but this is kind of where it goes in this story it talks about how the free radicals can speed up the aging process maybe that's what Shireen was talking about that tanning in the sun speeds up the aging process this also this also speeds up the aging process because of the oxidation and it says this But it gets worse. Remember when I said self-tanner works by binding DHA to amino acids? In the process of fusing with those amino acids, DHA releases molecular compounds known as Amadori products. When you go in the sun, UV rays stimulate these Amadori products to create huge amounts of free radicals. As this study shows, which is linked, the number of UV-generated free radicals in self-tan skin can increase from 100% to 180% after 40 minutes of sun exposure. In other words, when you regularly use self-tanner, the oxidation happening on the surface of your skin increases by nearly double. That might mean more blackheads on acneic skin and more oxidative stress to cause visible signs of aging. Okay, so when I initially read this, in my head I'm going, okay, yeah, but like free radicals, 
I'm wearing antioxidants like every single day, not only on my face, but my body and sunscreen. I do a full face and full body of sunscreen to protect from free radicals. So Ali does say, the good news is, one of the studies that was done had a solution of 20% DHA, but most self-tanning skincare products only include 1% to 2%. More concentrated formulas up to around 15% often require dilution in moisturizer. So like those are like your tanning drops. And when it comes to free radicals, you can fight those with antioxidants, which combat any oxidizing effects. Most new self-tan skincare products already include them, but you can also mix any new generation tan drops into an antioxidant-rich moisturizer for an extra boost of support. And since the rich risk of oxidation may be higher, wearing SPF with the self-tan sounds like a reasonable precaution. Okay, I think the bottom line here is like, nobody says that, self-tan makes you void of wearing sunscreen because it does not protect you from the sun. So you're already wearing sunscreen to protect, right? But for me, I would rather people be utilizing self-tan than feeling like they need to go out and get a base tan out in the sun or just laying out in the sun and getting a tan because there is a direct link to skin cancer. Always wear SPF 30 or higher, always, and reapply. You guys have to reapply, especially if you're going outside because sweat, water, it only just, sunscreen only lasts for so long. So your self-tanner, antioxidants, and sunscreen, they go hand in hand. And there are a lot of skincare lines, or pardon me, self-tanning lines that now focus more on the skincare of it all versus just being a self-tanner. I think Tanlux is one of those brands for sure. I, I keep mentioning Tanlux because I've been utilizing their products so frequently lately. So that's that's my take on that. But um, if anybody has more information, I'm going to watch this video. <laughs> I'm going to watch this Dr. Shireen Idris video at some point and we'll probably have updates. But uh, I don't think that this is, I, I do not believe that self-tanner is as worse as tanning in the sun or in a tanning bed. God forbid anybody still listening to this podcast is tanning in a tanning bed. Okay, that is our self-tanning episode. I hope it was helpful. If you have any more questions, call or text the hotline or you can find us at Gloss Angeles Pod on Instagram. We also have our Facebook group. Uh, we're on Twitter. We just joined TikTok. We need to get active on there, but we're there. And you can also message me directly at Kirby Johnson. If you go through my Instagram TV videos, because this was pre-reels, ah, feels like forever ago, but I do have a self-tanning video that Taylor kindly reminded me of <laughs> at the beginning of this episode. So if you really wanna see like the start to finish process, feel free to go watch that. And we will be back on Tuesday. Sarah in tow, I miss my wife and uh, have a great weekend, everyone. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.